Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sermon Podcast from Mount Hope's Belmont location where each week you will hear a message designed to help you learn more about God, grow in your love for God and others, so that you can go and live a life driven by faith. There's a big difference, isn't there, between knowledge, the ability to know something, and wisdom, which is the ability to put that knowledge into practice in day-to-day life. Right now, we're in the middle of a series on the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is all about how you and I are to live as followers of Jesus Christ in day-to-day life. It's an important conversation, so I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you listen closely, because I believe God has something He would like to say to you. You know, there's some things in life that we think are better than other things, but it really, when it comes down to it, it's a matter of opinion. It's not necessarily a fact, it's just our opinion. For instance, some people think that Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks, and some people around here, and I'm sure I don't want to get into a fight here in the middle of church, but some of you are very passionate about that. Some people think that Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks, but at the end of the day, it's just a matter of opinion, right? And other people very passionately would tell you that Starbucks is better than Dunkin' Donuts. At the end of the day, it's an opinion, right? Some people prefer the beach. They think it's better than the mountains. And other people would tell you that the mountains are better than, is better than the beach. But at the end of the day, it's just their opinion. Some people think it's better to stay up late. Other people think it's better to get up early, but it's a matter of opinion. Some people think that Tom Brady is better than every other quarterback that's ever played the game of football. And other people are idiots, right? <laughs> Some things are better and they're just a matter of opinion. Other things, uh, other things are fact. We just all agree that they're better. We may not necessarily do them the way that we feel like we should, but we would at least agree in principle that these things are better than other things. So we would say it is better to take care of your health and well-being than to neglect it, right? We would all agree. It'd be tough to find someone who would disagree with that statement. We would say that it's better It is better, by and large, to pursue a skill or a trade or some form of education that will lead to a productive career. We would think that's better than neglecting that thing. And so some things are are a matter of opinion, one thing being better than the other, but some things are things that universally we pretty much agree are true. We'd be hard-pressed to find someone who disagrees. This morning, we're going to talk about a principle of one thing being better than another. And I think it's one of those things that most of us agree is true. That almost everyone in the room, I think we'd be hard-pressed to find someone who, when we talk about this thing, would say, no, that's not true. And here's what we're talking about this morning. The statement that would say this, it is better to value relationships over resources. It is better to value relationships over resources. Here's another way you could say it. It is better to value people over profit. It's better to value relationships with one another over material things. I think in principle, we would be hard-pressed to find someone who would say to us, I disagree with that statement. Money is way better than people. And we should exploit people and use people to gain things. Now, some people may live like that, but I'm talking about the principle and the theory. It's better to value relationship over resources. It's why we all agree at the beginning of A Christmas Carol that Ebenezer Scrooge is a bad guy. Because Ebenezer Scrooge cares more about money than he does about people. 
He cares more about being successful than he does his employee and his family and the other people that are around him. It's why we're so mad at Facebook right now. Why everyone is up in arms with Facebook. Because we thought, Facebook told us, that they were a company that was about connecting us to other people. And it was all about relationships. And the only reason they were collecting our data was so that they could more efficiently connect us to other people so that we would have a better relationship network. Well, it turns out, if you haven't heard, that Facebook was about making money all along. And they collected the data points, not just to connect us, but also so that they could make billions and billions and billions of dollars. And some of us, the light bulb is just clicking on, and our world is very upset right now because they told us they were about relationships, but at the end of the day, they were really about money, and that bothers us. It bothers us. It bothers us when we see it in people. It bothers us when we see it in corporations, when we hear about the corporation that is exploiting people in another country and misusing people and, uh, so that they can save a few cents on making their product, that bothers us. When the giant corporation where the CEOs fly in airplanes and worry for nothing refuses to provide health care for their employees, even though they could, it bothers us, doesn't it? It's why we agree Ebenezer Scrooge is a bad guy at the beginning of the story. It's why people are up in arms about Facebook. It's why when we listen to the song, Cats in the Cradle, we feel bad for the boy. Because the dad values his work over his son. And then at the end of the song, when the son has no time for the father, we think it's okay. We feel like he's justified. Because it bothers us, bothers us, bothers us when people value money and material things over their most important relationships. And we've been talking about those moments in life. We're talking about the moments in life where the path splits, where we come to a crossroad. Not a crossroads. Crossroads cross. This is a crossroad which splits. And God goes one way and the world goes another way. How do we determine? How do we recognize those moments in life? And how do we determine which way we're going to go? That's the point of this whole series that we're walking through. And this morning, we come to a place where the writer is talking about those moments in our lives when we're walking along and our most important relationships go one direction and the pursuit of success and money and profit goes the other. And he gives us something to think about here that is worth our consideration. And it's found in Proverbs chapter 15, Verses 16 and 17. This is what the author says about this. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Let's read those one more time. Short passage. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. And the author of Hebrews 
says exact, I mean, the author of Proverbs says exactly what we've been talking about. That at the end of the day, it is better to value relationship over resources. When we first read this passage, it could sound a little bit like the author is giving us an either-or proposition. He's saying to us, either you can have money and a bad relationship with God, or you can be impoverished and have a good relationship with God. Or we think he's saying, you could eat a meager meal and have great relationships with your friends and family, or you could go after great food and allow those relationships to slip away. But that's not what the author is saying. He's saying to you and to me, there are many times in life where you can... with God, with your husband, with your wife, with your children, with your family, with your friends, and achieve greater gain. That sometimes those things go hand in hand. That you could earn more, get more, grow, and still pursue and deepen your relationship with God and your most important relationships with others. However, at some point in the journey, those paths are going to split. And at some point, you're going to have to decide, do I walk down the path of greater gain, greater time spent pursuing those things, or do I walk down the path of pursuing God and others? And the writer is telling you and me 100% of the time, when you come to those splits, it is better to pursue people over resources. It is better to go after your most important relationships with God and with others than it is to find greater success or greater gain. And I think by and large, we think that's true. And when we see it in other people, it drives us crazy. For some of you, this isn't just about a character in a book or a movie. It's not about a giant corporation doing uh, bad things. It's not about a song uh, that you... Uh, have heard before, or some of you who are younger are like, what's Cats in the Cradle? You're Googling that? You had no idea, but that's, you should listen. <laughs> some of you, it's not just outside of yourselves. Some of you know exactly how this feels. Because your parent didn't spend time with you because they spent time becoming successful at work. Some of you your family has been ripped apart because when it was time to receive the inheritance, one family member weaseled their way into more than their fair share. And in doing so, they destroyed relationships in the family. Some of you, this hits so close to home because you had a marriage, a dating relationship, a friendship that was so valuable to you and at some point, the other person chose to leave that relationship so that they could go find greater success somewhere else. And so this isn't just something that you know in theory. This is something that you have lived, and you know the damage that it can do. You know, you've watched how it breaks relationship. Some of us have seen the person who was the leader in our church who loved God and who followed God and then decided somewhere along the line that money and possession and success in the workplace mattered more than leading where God had called them to lead. And they go and they go to that area and we watch how relationship with God and relationship with others dissipates and falls apart. 
And we know the pain that that brings. It reminds me of two brothers who lived thousands of years ago. And some of you know their story. Some of you heard about this in Sunday school. But let me remind you. Jacob and Esau, you can read about them in Genesis chapter 25. They're twins. Not From the very moment that they were born. In fact, if you read the, the text, the Bible will tell you it even started while they were in the womb that their mom, Rebecca, could feel them jostling and fighting one another even as she was carrying them. As they grew up, Esau, he developed into, I guess what you'd call a man's man. He was a hunter. He was captain of the football team. He was homecoming king. He was popular and he was his dad, Isaac's favorite. His dad loved that he was a hunter. The text tells us he loved to eat the game that his son Esau would kill. Jacob was very different. It's funny, isn't it, how siblings can be so different sometimes? Even twins. Jacob, the text says, liked to hang out among the tents. He spent time with mom. And he was, by far, Rebecca's favorite. Jacob liked to cook. And my guess is not just cook, but gourmet cook. He was quiet in high school, and he could take anything and plate it in an unbelievable fashion and serve it. And one day he was cooking among the tents, and Esau had been out hunting all day. And Esau came back famished. No water no food. you got to think about a day where if you didn't bring it out into the field with you, it didn't exist. So he comes back to the tents, and he is spent. And he says to Jacob, give me some of that stew you're making. And Jacob says, here's the deal. I'll give you some stew. I'll give you this soup that I've been making, but you have to agree to give me your birthright. Now, this was a big deal because the birthright in this ancient culture involved at least two things that were very important. One is it involved a blessing from the father, and that was very significant in the culture. So the father would bless the oldest son, that God would watch over him and protect him and his family, that he would be a leader, and he would serve the Lord. And the other piece, practically speaking, is that he got all the money, all the possessions. And so Esau says, gives me some food, and Jacob says, I'll give you some food, but you have to give me our dad's blessing, and you have to give me the entire inheritance that's coming to you. And Esau says back to him, I'm about to die, and if I die, what good is a birthright to me? And so they make the deal. Esau gets to eat a good meal, and Jacob gets all of the money. It's such a foolish transaction. easy to judge them for making it. Because as you can expect, for years and years and years afterwards, because of this moment and what it caused, Esau hated Jacob 
and Jacob feared Esau. Can you imagine what it must have done to mom and dad between one another? As Rebekah backed Jacob in his deception and Isaac backed Esau as his favorite? Can you imagine what the relationship must have looked like between Jacob and his dad and between Esau and his mom? Because they were so focused on what they were going to eat and because what they wanted to get, their entire family was blown apart in this one trade. And it didn't just happen for that moment. You know how this works. It happened for years and years and years after it. They had children, and their children knew that they didn't have anything to do with Uncle Esau. And Esau's children knew that they didn't have anything to do with Uncle Jacob. And it's so easy for us to look at this and say, and read the words of Proverbs and say, it's so true. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous when other people and corporations and parents and friends and spouses value resources and profit and money over God and their most important relationships. But see, here's what you and I have to think about this morning. It would do us no good to come together today, agree that it's better to value relationships over resources, point out where everybody else does it wrong, and not ask the difficult question. Where are you doing this right now? It bothers us, bothers us, bothers us when a corporation does it. It bothers us when our family members do it. It bothers us when our closest friends do it. But where are you doing it right now? There is no other more important relationship in your life than your relationship with God and your relationship with your family and your closest friends. And yet, if you're like me, you can easily find places where it seems, where I end up walking down the path of trying to achieve and trying to exceed and trying to get, and I do it at the detriment of my relationship with God and others. It's not just something corporations do. It's not just something other people do. It's not just something that's been done to me. It is something that I do to God and to others. And the things I'm trading it for are no more valuable than a bowl of stew. I mean, we are trading our most important relationships, our relationship with God and our relationships with our our spouses and with our children and with our friends, and we're doing it for things that matter no more than a bowl of soup. We get up in the morning, and we know we should spend time with God We know we should spend time in prayer. We know we should spend time in his word. We know we should spend time with the children. We know we should spend time with our spouse. And yet, we answer email. And we make the trade. Our most important relationships for a bowl of stew. We have things we don't need. 
and there are people around us who are in need. And rather than do the hard work of figuring out what is extra that we have, the money that we have, the resources that we have, what are the things we really don't need, what are the monthly subscriptions that we never use, rather than doing the hard work of taking those things that have been given to us and giving them away to someone else in order to increase relationship, in order to trust God with everything that we have, and in order to build up relationship with other people, we hang on to those things needlessly. And at the end of the day, they're no more valuable than a bowl of stew. We don't have time, we think, for our relationship with God. We don't have time, we think, for our relationship with our spouse or with others. But man, our relationship with our smartphone and with Netflix is strong. And at the end of the day, the phone and the streaming service is worthless compared to relationship with God and with others. Jesus could have done this. Jesus had the opportunity to throw away relationship with God and relationship with you so that he might get more. And it happened early on in his ministry. He was baptized by John the Baptist. And then almost immediately, he went out into the desert for 40 days and nights. And he didn't eat that entire time. Esau thought he was hungry. Jesus was literally almost dying in the desert. And right there, the enemy, Satan, comes to him and he begins to tempt him. And one of the temptations, there's three of them, one of the temptations gets right at the heart of what we're talking about. The devil, we read in Matthew chapter 4, and you could read this in some of the other Gospels as well. The devil takes Jesus to the mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world in all their glory. And he says to him, all these, all these kingdoms I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Over, over different uh, people that were around him, but now the path is splitting. And the enemy is saying, if you follow me down this path, I will give you all the power in the world. But to do that, he has to give up relationship with God and relationship with us. Jesus says to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. In the checking account, and I gained a better title on my business card. I spent more time entertaining myself. You will give me the thing that makes me feel better for a moment, but I will have to give up things that are far more important. I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ chose to maintain relationship with his Father and relationships with you and with me. And he is the one who gives us the power and the strength to do the same. We all agree, 
It is better to value relationships over resources. It is better to value people over People, we hope that they're going to change in the end. When our spouse does it to us, when our parents did it to us, it hurt. But we're doing it to other people. And what you and I need is the grace that only Jesus Christ offers to allow us to recognize where the path splits and to pursue God and people over the things of this world. Because at the end of this day, all you get at the end of this path is a giant bowl of stew and regret. And the path that leads to relationship grants you relationship with God for all eternity and great relationship with the most important people around you. So where in your life right now is the path splitting and you're walking in the wrong direction? Would God give us the grace this morning to turn around and pursue him? I'm going to invite our worship team forward as we close. And I just invite you to bow your head and close your eyes for a moment and think about this with me. Where is it in your life right now that you're choosing the things of this world over your most important relationships? Where are you devaluing your relationship with God because of the time that you are spending on the things of this world? I'd even encourage you right now, maybe you need to write this down. Maybe you need to in your phone or on a card or something, write down, jot down a note. See, this is where I am taking the time that should be reserved for God and for my most important relationships, and I am giving it to the pursuit of things that don't matter. What a tragedy it would be if at the end of our lives we had achieved everything we wanted to achieve and lost our relationship with God and with others. This is how Jesus puts it. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? So where are you in danger this morning of losing your soul to gain the things of this world? God, I pray that by your Holy Spirit, you would make these things clear to us. And Lord, I pray that you would forgive me for the places that I value things over people. Resources over relationships, success over you. God, help us to get our priorities straight. Thank you that your son did not value the things of this world over you or over relationship with us. But because of his faithfulness to you, we can have a relationship with him that empowers us to do the same. So Holy Spirit, would you work inside of us to go and to live these lives for your glory.
pray it in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks again for listening to the podcast from Mount Hope's Belmont location. At Mount Hope, we gather in Belmont every Sunday at 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and in Burlington at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Each week that we gather, we do so to learn more about God, grow in our love of Him and others, and then we go to live lives driven by faith. If you live in the Burlington or Belmont, Massachusetts areas, we'd love for you to join us on a Sunday. You can learn more about us by visiting our website at mounthope.org, M-O-U-N-T-H-O-P-E dot O-R-G, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at mthopebelmont. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to having you listen again next week.